0: This is Grandad Moose Ron, and you are listening to Rule the Galaxy, a wise
1: decision.
2: Hey, Star Wars fans, it's Joe in the pilot seat. Welcome back to another episode of Rule the Galaxy. This is Rule the Galaxy Chapter 102. Um, we've got a big... Big uh, group of co-hosts here tonight. It's a a star-studded field, and uh, all the great ones that you like to listen to, they bring great banter to the conversation. And we have a special guest, Mr. Adam Bray, who we had some technical difficulties during our 100th episode. For those of you watching on YouTube, he just gave you a wave. And uh, so let's jump right into it. As always, follow us at SW. Email us, SW at gmail.com. Galaxy. Facebook and YouTube, which by the way, our YouTube channel is starting to get lots more views. So thank you very much. Thank you, Dave, for making the thumbnails for those to make them look more appealing than they are. Um, We'll start, we'll go around here. Uh, Ryan, you've been out and and under the weather, things like that. It's great to have you back. Mass, how are you? Welcome to the show.
3: I'm doing pretty good, Joe. Thanks for letting me come back on the show. I've missed you guys. But yeah, it's good to
2: be back. It's always good to have you back. Um, D-Doc, from the Philly area, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. Uh,
0: Enjoyed the uh, LEGO Star Wars special. I actually just watched it before I came on here tonight. So it's definitely better than my Eagles. So we'll keep (laughs) it at that.
2: (laughs) There's a lot of bad football out there right now, Dave. I'm just going to say uh, between my Steelers, the Colts, and your Eagles, A lot of losing going on right now. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's bad. Um, We'll go go across Mr. Nick Shesky, who actually probably is getting more wins with his junior high football team. Nick, how are you?
1: Man, I'm good. But wait, while we're talking football real quick, Dave, you got to feel my pain here. I was really hopeful about Carson Wentz. I know this isn't a football (laughs) podcast, but golly, man, we're having a rough start. Like, to barely squeak out a win against the Dolphins, not a great look for the Indianapolis faithful. I feel like we inherited some bad juju from you guys.
0: Look, I I was the biggest Carson Wentz apologist, so trust me. I'm still hearing about everything he's not doing right with the Colts, even though he's not on my team anymore. I'm getting texts every Sunday. Don't worry.
1: I was so. really hopeful, and then he sprang both ankles in one play, <laughs> and I went, oh, no. My worst fears have come to re- realization.
2: After having a broken foot in – Camp training camp, training yeah, camp. He's, yeah he's yeah <laughs> but other than that
1: i'm doing great so joe glad to be on man
2: <laughs> you got it and and as we were talking before the show you and sam are going to have a clone wars chronicle coming up here in a few weeks so uh we we'll, we'll look forward to that and uh always good to go back and listen to some clone wars uh in-depth conversation so uh my good man alfie how are you with the baby yoda mando 20 <laughs> shirt i like that
4: hey, thank you I'm doing pretty good man you know Another heck of night getting here. I think 15 minutes before this started, I got home. So, but we made it.
2: Tell me that wasn't directly from work.
4: Work, then I usually pick up Inslee from dance. Okay. So. Hey, you know what?
2: You just brought Inslee into the show and, and we usually have Azalea. So right. all the daughters are getting mentioned now. That's- oh, yeah.
4: yeah. She's yeah. the only one that she only likes cute Star Wars stuff. Hmm. So a lot of baby Yoda.
2: She's allowed to do that. I, I, I know when you've shown pictures of like how her bedroom is set up with all the different baby Yoda, uh, everybody loves a lot. those pictures. Yeah. Um, hey, we'll finish up with our special guest, the author, Adam Bray. Adam, how are you, sir? Welcome back.
5: Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm doing good. Good to see all you guys.
2: It's always good to have you. And, and when you told me you had some pets sick recently... I know you're way up there in, in the hills and hollers and woods of Michigan. I was hoping you were going to say like a moose or a a baboon, (laughs) but I'm guessing it's not that probably
5: just, yeah, just kitty cats. So I'm I'm kind of, um, uh, on a, uh, farm, farmy sort of environment, um, off in the woods and around a lake and there are a lot of summer people and they, um, They'll, I guess they must bring like cats with them, kittens and stuff, and they'll run away and then the people will leave and we'll get stuck with all these stray cats. They just gravitate because there are other cats around. We used to have donkeys and uh, other stuff. So there's always, you know, lots of food and activity and shelters and stuff. So we get a lot of strays. Soon as one dies, there's two more to replace <laughs> show up. Um, but I, growing up, I've had, I've had some weird animals. Um, just before I went off to college, my parents got ostriches. We had um, like 30 peacocks that just ran wild. Um, we used to, in Florida, we had wild boars. The local humane society would end up with these, these, these feral pigs that people would keep as pets, then give to the Humane Society. And my dad had worked for them and they gave us all the pigs. And so we had had a whole herd of wild boars out back and just lots of crazy stuff.
2: Adam, I, you know, before we met and before we became uh, Star Wars friends, I would listen to you with uh, uh, Rebel Force Radio or with Scott uh, Rifen or with uh, Steve Glosson. And they would always talk about how unique you were. And <laughs> I tell you what man. B- between where you've lived, the things you've seen and the animals you've been around, I, w- I would agree with them 100% uh, that you you are one unique individual. So but that that's good. <laughs> well, you bring something you. special and different to the show. <laughs> so we appreciate that. Um, we had tons of interaction. you know, there are some news items, things like that. Uh, you know, we we've all got busy lives, so I want to I want to zoom right into them because in the last few weeks we haven't gotten a chance to hit on some of them with it being the hundredth episode, and um, and then really concentrating on visions last week. The first one comes from, and this is for everybody. We'll just start, and I'll just hit the room here. This comes from uh, the Dave M. Jones uh, on Twitter, Dave Jones, who's a very very great follower and listener of ours. And I'm sorry, a gnat keeps flying around my face. For those of you on YouTube seeing me swat things, it's driving me crazy. Um, he wanted to know from the group, um, and we were supposed to answer this on episode 100, but it was such a mess. What aspect of the Force would you like to see explained more with future Star Wars films or TV series? Um, if anybody wants to start, raise your hand. I will go right to you. If not, I'm just going to call out names like in class and hit people. But what... What aspect of the force would you like to see explained more with future films or TV series? Adam, I,
5: don't think it I, w- I want the, uh, the whole, um, force ghost thing, the blue glowy thing, um, explained a little bit more. Um, you know, there's, uh, uh, a- well, I guess George Lucas had had indicated that it's only open to Jedi, not mm-hmm. open to Sith. Um, but yet, um, that's kind of they've kind of been eating away at the edges more and more uh, with that. That um, you know, we've seen things like uh, the the Night Sisters. Um, you know we saw M- Mother Talzin. Um, yep. her end is kind of confusing because you have to read the comics to know uh, about her, and you've got to, you know, those lost missions on um on uh, the the Clone Wars, you know, and then yeah. you gotta six, it's, yeah. yeah, it's more than just watching you know the Clone Wars proper. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, we get to see her ending and um in Rebels. Where they have the goat, kind of the ghosts of um, the Night Sisters, but they're tied to, a, a vi- they can only go and move in a very small area. Um, so, you know, and we've, we've seen uh, when Yoda goes to um, uh, Moraband, I think it is, uh, mm-hmm. and um, encounters kind of their like echoes you know, of, of the force, you know, the darksiders and, and, you know, but now we've got, uh, with the rise of Skywalker, we've got, um, Palpatine who to some extent was able to survive, you know, separate from his body to move to other clones. Um, and apparently the, the, the one we see wasn't ne- necessarily the first clone body he'd been in. Um, they, they seem to suggest that he'd been in several, kept burning them out so i'd like to know what what those rules are mm-hmm. um and but i'm also torn because it's like i want to know what george lucas's rules are um but at this point we're only get, you know if we get further comment on that we're going to get disney's rules so there's some uh there's some tension there. Unless
2: Filoni's but, the one who brings it to the table, right, and, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I think, uh, I think, to, to, yeah. To to go on that, I would like to hear Filoni's summary of it at this point because we've got some muddy water now.
2: Yeah, and and before everybody else hops in, you you spark some things. I mean, didn't we see Mother Talzin bring a bunch of Night Sister dead Night Sisters back to help fight? Right. Yeah. And right. Then, um, and then we see the shadow kind of ghost of Darth Bane versus Yoda in in that uh, season six. So Mm -hmm. there there are a lot of things that are out there that are wishy-washy. And I think, at least for me, one of the things I'm hoping for in Obi-Wan is maybe a force ghost of Qui-Gon. Right, met, yeah. discussing things with Obi Wan in that series. So that that's just my cool. two cents worth. So
5: yeah, and in, in the comics too, um, which I don't think I've even read uh, the uh, the the issues. Um, the the uh, on the one of the Darth Vader ones, they've got the the ancient guy at the castle. Yep. Apparently, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's attached himself to a mask. Yep, they've even got that mask in the Disney parks. So. You know, even the publishing is kind of going off down these rabbit tra- hole trails. So, okay, we're get we're getting muddy waters here. They need to kind of bring it back in and explain what it is.
1: I agree, Nick. Did you have something? Did you want to go? I did. It's a tangent off of what Adam said, but again, th- this podcast is not what pisses us off about Disney Star Wars. But I, I do want to know. You know, Adam mentioned more band Mm -hmm. who and what got so pissed that we said, you know what? We're going to switch it from Corban to Moribant. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where, again, Uh not spending a ton of time on, I think it's cooler than it's Corban. But the first, when I went through season six, not too long ago and we rewatched it and you're like, wait a minute, hang on a second of all the things that we could go back and we could change and we could retcon. We're going to do that. I I'll stop, but put it on my list of stuff that I'm upset about. (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
2: Um, any, any, before I go to anybody else, any thoughts on a force thing you want to see different? I got Dave and Alfie. So if you didn't have some, I'll oh, go to one of them. No,
1: go, go to the other guys. Yeah.
2: Dave, I'll start with you and then we'll go to Alfie.
0: Uh, my main question is how, uh, Ray gave Kylo Ren his lightsaber through, or her lightsaber through the force. I mean, okay. please explain that how you can transfer. I mean, maybe I'm... Correct me if I'm wrong, but has anybody ever transferred physical objects from here to over there through the force in Star Wars? Maybe if they have, I don't know. But
4: That's a great question. that was just weird. That was just they weird to me. Do it three times in that movie.
1: Yeah. 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 Like very casually too. The the yeah, stuff like, where she's like, in one room, he's
2: in the other, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's like, damn. If you can do that, then like, what limits are there to the force? Like, how much stuff can you do if you can? you you know, you're unbeatable if you can transfer physical objects and move stuff around like that. Like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, especially you, without any training. You, you could. <laughs> you, you know, if anything, <laughs> I mean, you uh, you know, in in worldly terms, you could have a nuclear bomb one jedi could see it put his hands to it and it could show up and drop in the headquarters <laughs> of the you know separatist camp or what have you so i mean just I, that's a very good thought dave i you know what we need to send these off to mr filoni and mr Favreau and ask them their thoughts on it um good good call alfie what was yours
4: uh well real quick just to expand on adam's about the force ghosts. luke grabbing the lightsaber in the rise of Skywalker actually grabbing a physical object. So if they can do that, why didn't they all just fight, you know, and help everyone throughout the movies,
1: which Alfie, Good Obi-Wan God. actually says in uh, return of the Jedi, I can't intervene, which I would call bull crap on because apparently now we can snatch physical objects out of the air and we could do it. Why? Right. That's a great point. Why would you not jump in?
4: He even used the force to lift the X-wing out of the water. He did. Huh. Yep. so why don't the don't force ghosts just show up on exegol but my the one i'd like to see expanded on more was uh the father and son and daughter on mortis hmm. what they meant and are they you know do they still have any impact on the force are they gone forever
2: yeah That's i wonder if idea. we're going to continue that storyline i mean they used it in rebels they had it in the background of rebels did they not right
4: it seemed like it was really important to the foundation of the force and it was going to lead to something at some point in time.
2: Yeah. That's a good question. Mortis. You know yeah. Mortis line. Yeah.
1: You know what, Joe, one of the ones and it, and maybe it, maybe it kind of segues into Alfie's too, of like seeing more, um, more of the force play out. We talked about it when we did our draft, uh, but talking about that uh, force unleashed video game, and like the raw power of what the force can actually do. Like I feel like we saw stuff in that game that you really haven't seen in any live action movie or anything like that. I w- I would love to see more. Like, there's a part in that game where you physically grab a Star Destroyer out of the sky and pull it to the ground. Like I would love to see more of that stuff of, okay, wait, where do we tap out and where yeah. where could it go if it's truly like a, you know, a force? I, I would love to see that
4: right and like why like take say for instance the battle of geonosis when you have 200 jedi none of them used any of those powers never once got a force jump into the slam on the ground through three you know jedi movies but it's in every star wars video game
2: yep and it's in clone wars the cartoon it's in the uh gindy with mace windu right he jumps into the middle of all those and slam and crates like uh (laughs) but
4: little robots on the outside (laughs) of your jedi starfighter (laughs) problem
1: i've never been able to watch that the same since you brought that up gosh mass how
2: about you with the force power or force something in the force you want more explained
3: oh i was going right where uh right where dave went that whole relationship and what it meant you know how were they doing that and why i'd like i'd like to have that explained it just, it, it's, to, you know, his gloves being wet when his hand comes back, it's, it, just, it still bothers
2: <laughs> me. But. Hey, valid. You're right. It's a valid thing. Before we go too deep into that, I, 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 I that was all good. So way to lead, and we all got some good points around there. Um, I did want to give a shout-out real quick. Again, we're going back to football. I apologize. I listened to a podcast called uh, The Terrible Podcast. It's by far the best Steelers podcasts out there. I've been listening to it for 10 years. They do a great job. There's a young lady on there named Melanie Friedlander. She lives in California, but she's a huge Steelers fan and she is a doctor. She's a surgeon. She, so just let so you know, she goes by at girl surgeon on Twitter. So if anybody wants to follow her, she's a great follow. But the other day when she was on the podcast and they were talking about how terrible the Steelers are, which they are this year, she said, you know, just like Jen Urso said, you know, how are rebellions built, but with hope, right? Well, she's talking about rebuilding the Steelers. And so I I messaged her and said, are you a Star Wars fan as well? And she said, oh yeah. We started talking. Melanie, thank you for, she's now listening to the show. She, She subscribed. She is part of our little group here and she sent out a tweet the other day about us. So, just a quick shout out on that while it was while we were changing subjects there. But I thought it was really cool. So at Girl Surgeon, if anybody wants to follow her. If you're a Steelers fan, great. You'll get a lot of feedback on that. But she is a Star Wars fan, so feel free to reach out to her. Um, so that that will knock that out. That was a good question by Dave M. Jones. And way to go, everybody around there. The next one I've got here, Dave brought this up to me the other day, and I really liked it. Dave, why don't you lead the way on the R2D2? and staying with the ship and the Anakin and, and Luke difference.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I saw a clip the other day and it was saying that um, every time uh, Luke uh, tells R2, R2 stay with the ship, R2 hops out and follows him. And um, the video brought back a clip and it showed Anakin um, in Return of the Jedi saying R2 stay the, with Ridge, the ship.
2: Revenge of the Sith.
0: Or er, uh, Revenge of the Sith, sorry. Uh, in Revenge of the Sith when Anakin says uh, stay at the ship uh, R2 stays at the ship and you know what happens from there so I, I find it very interesting they say that was the last time R2 ever stayed at the ship so I thought it was good work for them to go to you know m- maybe in the original trilogy that was a thing but I think it was genius for them to put that in there I've never noticed that before
2: It, it you sent that to me and it changed like I started going oh crap Think about the emotional attachment that R2-D2 has to this family, you know? So, guys, I I thought it was great. I thought it was brilliant. Dave, thanks for pointing that out. Anybody have any thoughts on on this topic right here? Because it hit home. Alfie, start us away.
4: The Revenge of the Sith novel actually has a conversation between R2-D2 and C-3PO in Padme's quarters when he goes to right after the temple attack and he shows up where they talk about the chaos that's going on and R2. And again, it's star Wars. So a robot can be a little emotional says that Anakin never talks to me. I have no idea what's going on. And yeah, it just plays into that him saying, stay with the ship. And isn't it kind of funny that almost sad that R2 never gets to say goodbye to neither Anakin or Luke before they die.
2: Oh, my gosh. Alfie,
1: Way to bring us all down. It is true, though. I Dave, I saw yep. that video, and, man, when I saw that, that is sad, man. Like, it's so true. Like, you, yeah. you don't think about it, but I don't know if they were – did. do you know if they did that on purpose? Like, I saw the video, and I immediately thought, man, that's like they're playing chess if they went back and they played that <laughs> and they put that line in, in Revenge of the Sith just to kind of point that out. But I saw that, and I've, I've always thought how sad it is. Somebody made a meme about it one time about how C-3PO got his memory wiped, but R2-D2 didn't because he could keep his mouth shut. And, you know, I, I think that's funny, but it's also so tragic to just think he's the only one that actually knows the full details of what's going on. You think they did that on purpose?
0: That's exactly what I thought when I watched the video. I'm just like, you know, either this is just an awesome coincidence or, you know... They really cared about it and played it into it because, I don't know. With George Lucas, I, I feel like things happen for a reason sometimes. Mirrors. So,
2: Always mirrors. Yeah. A- Adam or yeah. Adam or mask, go ahead. What what are your thoughts on that topic? Is does that have you guys thought about that before? Seen that before?
5: No, I hadn't thought about it before. This is the first time.
2: Uh, it, it makes me, it makes me, it does. It makes me like sad. And then Nick bring Nick and Alfie bringing down the hammer saying that he didn't get to say goodbye to either one of them. Damn it. That is sad.
4: But even if you go back and watch A New Hope when Obi-Wan and R2 are introduced, oh. Obi-Wan gives them a weird look. That yeah. just really seems out of place at the time until the whole story's told. But, you know, like you were just saying, did he have any idea of what R2 was going to be in the story? or what R2 knew, but it's just still a really weird look.
1: Well, and I've read a blog one time, like people give crap to to A New Hope because they're like, when Obi-Wan just dismisses R2 and kind of like plays off like he doesn't know him. But his answer is actually like, I have no recollection of ever owning a droid, Mm -hmm. which is actually such a cooler and more baller response of like, no, I never owned this droid, but I know exactly who he is. Right,
4: because I have no attachments.
1: Yeah, right.
2: Man, that's crazy. Um, that was good, Dave. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I like that. I I might we might just title this episode R two stay with the ship because that that that's hitting home with me right now. We might find another one, a little another banger title, but right now that's that. I like that one. Um, I'm gonna go real quick to the next question on Twitter. This is from another great listener and follower at Bombad Brad. Can we get your thoughts on the retconning of canon Star Wars literature that is currently happening more frequently in both live action and animated media? For example, the Ahsoka novel, Kanan Order 66, The Aftermath with Cobb Banth and so forth. Adam, I'm going to start with you being the guy who's written about some of these things in the past. Are are you thinking they're blurring the lines so they can get away with more storytelling or, or what are your thoughts?
5: Yeah. Um, when they first jumped in with, uh, Disney publishing, um, I don't think they knew what they were doing. They were kind of making it up as they went. Um, (laughs) and, uh, they, they committed too quickly to details. They should not have, um, consequential things that were, uh, tied to characters of interest like uh, Ahsoka and Kanan and a very very important period uh, like uh, that Aftermath covers. Um, And they very soon after that, they realized they were kind of making a mistake and they pulled back a little bit. I know like um, the first Rebels uh visual guide i did they had me put a timeline in the front and we wrote you know specific dates there you go specific dates that things happened um and we wrote specific ages of characters and by the second uh visual guide um then they they didn't want to commit to years anymore they didn't want to commit to ages anymore because they wanted to have a little more flexibility with the storytelling, um, so that you couldn't commit to an exact um, timelines, so they they pulled back, um, but they made some mistakes initially, and I think this is inevitable because the movies, the TV, the video games, it always makes a lot more money than the books. The books are just kind of piddly in comparison, so they're always going to get thrown under the bus um, if they, if the people making the other stuff think they have a better idea. So I think this will happen more and more. And I think publishing will be relegated uh, more to things that are not of consequence, um, which is why you have uh this whole series on the High Republic because that's not something that uh, anything else is touching right now. Um, my um, I would imagine that they they hope they can build something with the High Republic publishing. Uh, and then when they've got something good, um, which may take some trial and error uh, over time, uh, that maybe then they can you know build a movie off of that here and a game mm-hmm. off of that here but but this is this for now this is off to the side it doesn't have anything to do with anything else so it, i think that's that's what it's all about
2: I, I i you know i tried to really get in depth and read everything going along with the sequels to make sure there wasn't anything i was going to miss going into those movies right but every novel i read around the sequels brought nothing it was like here's yeah. 300 pages to where we'll say oh well they went off real quick and did this and then they came right back yeah and they did True. There, there was no like oh my gosh this happened that's why this makes sense in this movie right yeah it wasn't that way at all so doing that with high republic like you mentioned i think makes a lot of sense yeah. and, and i and i have a feeling they're going to keep blurring those lines yeah. of little things like the end of Clone Wars was different from the Ahsoka book. The the, the yeah. way Kanan ran away from the the clones is different in Bad yeah. Batch And it was. And as always, Lucas used to make it this way. The film and the show make our precedent. That's where yeah. it goes. And the others are kind of blurred. So yeah, you need that good. ahead. Uh,
5: that's why also um, with the Mandalorian um and this is just my speculation. I don't have any inside information on it. Um, but that's why at the last minute, I think they dropped all of the tie-in, the the big important tie-in material, the DK visual guide, mm-hmm. and the tie-in novel. Um, two reasons really. Uh, one, I think because they probably had orders, they've got to cut all the Caradoon stuff out and it's hard to make a book that you've already written and then cut out something so integral uh, and still have a publishable book. Uh, but also because um, this announcement, uh, you know, I, that came out at the same time that they wanna make all these other series, um, I think for that reason, they don't want books that they're gonna trip over And I suspect also part of the the agreement was, well, if you're, if Kara Dune is exiting, then I, I want more control over the tie-in material as a consequence of that, because Mm -hmm. I've got to rearrange all my shows. So I don't want to trip over the books too. Um, And for that reason also, I don't think we're going to see as many, uh, maybe we won't see any more, you know, visual guides for movies because those visual guides all have backstories, uh, small little backstories throughout that Pablo writes. But if the more you do that, the less freedom a movie director or a showrunner has. Up. Yeah, it just it 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 trips your feet. It it ties your shoelaces together. <laughs> so, so I, I think that era of publishing is probably over for now.
2: I I, I tend to agree with you guys. We have some readers or audio listening, you know, book listeners and things like that. Do any of you guys kind of agree with that Adam saying there, or do you see it a different way? I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's definitely going that route,
1: Nick. Adam, that makes a ton of sense. That sucks. And the only reason I say that sucks is <laughs> I, I was a kid that grew up. My parents bought me the visual dictionaries from DK and I still have them. They're on my, they're on my shelf over here, but literally the amount of hours I spent just pouring through those and learning little tidbits and facts and learning that, you know, Panaka tipped off uh you know dark cities to the fact that that anakin and padme had been married and like i never thought mm-hmm. that but you know like little right. little throwaway stuff like that which like right. i don't even care if that's canon or not anymore but i loved it as a kid being able to sit mm-hmm. there and just like pour through that to think that that's done because well we want to make sure that in my mind it makes me and and maybe this is naive because i've never written a show before but it makes me just go like figure it out like figure out right. how to make those right. things all yeah. work together. And, and they're already doing it where like the Ahsoka novel differs from what we saw in live action in the clone wars. And, you know, the Kane and Jairus comic book differs from what we saw in bad batch. And I think both are beautiful. So like, why can't right. we, why can't we have both? And I get it. The dollar yeah. is king. But I would also argue if you do both people like me and people like us will buy all that crap anyway. Right. And <laughs> And want to read all of it so I'm, I'm i'm hoping that while i understand it i hope it's not true because i love yeah. those virtual dictionaries
5: i and, think uh yeah. i think originally too when the story group was set up it its purpose was designed to um to coordinate this uh to make right. it possible to do these books um at the same time the movies were being developed and to tie all this together so it didn't trip over each other, which Mm. is one reason why Pablo was writing so much stuff because that makes it even easier to have an employee at his level writing it because then you know it's approved and you know you've got your story straight. But I think what's happened um, in the era of Disney Plus um, and in an era where Disney... The, the Marvel MCU is Disney's most profitable, most, you know, it's, it's the model of everything to do right. And hmm. they want so badly to do that with Star Wars, you know, to just explode it and have all these series going. But at this level, I don't think even a story group can keep it coordinated because you have too many different showrunners, too many different directors doing too many different projects and they don't want to answer to a committee like that that's trying to get their, you know, their comic books and their novels and stuff straight. Right. It's just
2: me. I think of Leia. I am yeah. not a committee. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they,
5: they don't oh. want to be tied down to that. They want to think about their ideas and they want to have their, you know, okay, this is my plate. Every, all mm-hmm. of you, you know, stay off my plate kind of a thing. So I, I don't think the story group can manage that at, at that level anymore. That's why they've got to have their high republic over here. And okay, this is what we're we're working hmm. on. And I, and I
2: think it's smart. I think they should stick with that right now and let the the shows and the movies do their thing. So uh Dave Mass or Alfie, any thoughts real quick on the publishing or we good right there? Dave, you're clear Alfie or Mass, any thoughts on it? We're good. Okay. Um so uh Nick brought this up and I personally so those of you who didn't watch the Halloween Lego special already. That's fine. We'll just take a few minutes to talk about it. Dave brought about it. Nick, you, you said you watched it the other day. I'll let you lead the way on this. I, I enjoyed it. What, what were your thoughts across the terrifying tales on Disney Plus?
1: Yeah, I, I think if you ask me, this is some of the most fun Star Wars that we've had in a long time. I, I love these Lego specials. Alfie talked about it on the last time we were together where like they're just a fun good watch but what i appreciate more than anything is kind of the deep dive that they take into some of these different things and it's not canon but i like that they're willing to pull in different like deep dive resources so like uh you know they do a whole arc on you know the knights of ren and they bring them in and it if you've read the comic strip on you know like or read the comic of kylo ren becoming you know ben solo becoming kylo ren It's so fun to watch those little characters as Lego. And I also think that whoever's writing for them, I don't, I I should look into it and figure out who it is. They have this like beautiful, sarcastic sense of writing. That's very, uh, you know, like at one point Poe Dameron says like, I've got a bad feeling and like, and uh, BB-8 cuts him off. And he's like, well, it's still worth saying. So like, you know, like it's uh, like little stuff like that, that I think for me, I loved all 44 minutes or however long it was because I've, I kept waiting for little nuggets that they would drop in. Uh, we like, if you're a casual star Wars fan, it's super fun. If you're someone that like eats every bit of content out there, it's even more fun because they're dropping little things in for everybody. I thought it was a blast.
2: It's yeah. It's made for kids, but they drop in things for adults to, yeah. to enjoy. So Alpi, follow up on that.
4: I loved modeling the first story after the lost boys movie.
2: yes they did one after that they did one after um i'm blanking on it red rum didn't they do the one after uh jack nicholson the shining wasn't that the one did they do a part of that about the shining
1: oh right right right
2: uh the lost boys yeah i thought that was great um yeah it was a lot of fun it was and then disney did their own what if with luke skywalker yep in a a lego holiday special i mean what if this happened what if that happened and i just thought that was so well done and just fun entertaining stuff so
1: that was the part i I will tell you this i was i was working on a couple other things while i was watching it and when they got to that little arc and they did the, because i've been staying up to date with all the what if stuff like i just think it's so fun to you know if you're engrossed in that to continue to watch that when they got to that luke skywalker one, it was like wait what oh this is cool like what you know and I I thought that that was one of the coolest parts of that whole episode, specifically um, with him engaging with Darth Vader, his dad, and all the little tie-ins they did to the original trilogy. Just so fun. You can tell whoever wrote that, again, you would assume that they would be big Star Wars guys, but they were like, like I immediately think of that Fanboys movie. Like it's those guys writing this stuff, you know.
2: Alfie, Yeah, like
1: when
0: when Darth Maul and... um, Sorry, When when uh Darth Maul and uh, Grievous were fighting each other, I'm just like Mm -hmm. you know whoever wrote this is a huge fan of Clone Wars because it was hilarious when when Darth Maul was coming in with the legs Mm -hmm. and uh, Sidious was just Sidious was just kind of like oh, like (laughs) what's (laughs) up with that like
1: Dave he calls him uh Darth Weez or uh, General Weezus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that stuff, like I laughed out loud like an idiot. My wife's like, Are you are you watching? What are you watching? <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: He cuts it. the legs off him. He's just like, not again. <laughs> yeah. yes. He's like, I just got these.
2: <laughs> um, didn't they try out a bunch of different legs and they weren't working? Like they kept yes. trying different things. Yeah, that was fun right there. So for Dave and for um Alfie, before I get to Adam and, and Mask. You guys have kids have Have your kids watched that show yet? And what did they think?
4: We've watched it so many times.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and and yeah, I'm guessing they like really like. Go ahead, Dave.
0: Yeah, they're mine have too, and like I've been slowly like introducing them to Star Wars. Like I don't want them to be freaked out by it, you know. Mm -hmm. Like so, they're four and three years old, and I'm like, right when that came out, I was like. I usually pick them up from school and that day I got home, I was just like, oh, something came out, something new came out. I threw it on and they like loved it. They didn't like, they thought it was awesome. So building a good little new, introduction yeah, for kids.
2: Whole new group of Star Wars fans off something to do with Legos. Mass, have you watched the Lego holiday special? The, the Halloween? I have not. Okay.
0: I haven't uh, seen it yet.
2: You, I think you'll enjoy it. And, and Adam, you, you, you have not watched it yet. Not either. yet. No. I mean, but let's face it. It's not. It's not canon. It's not must see, you know, whatever. It's not going to change your views on Star Wars, but I will tell you if you've got 45 minutes and you just want to kind of have a chuckle, I think we all agree. It's it's a fun little watch and, and they do, they sprinkle in some fun things and lots of different characters. So I think they're doing it the right way with, with the Star Wars Legos thing. So um, Alfie, I put you on a task this week um, and I'm hearing, seeing a lot of things on book of Boba Fett. And I think we all are excited for that show. As far as, you know, we know it's coming out in December, but what kind of other things can you tell us? You did some research as far as casting, as far as storylines or, you know, different things like that that you saw in your research, because I know you're deep down into it. What can we all expect and what are some things we should be talking about?
4: Man, I have looked really hard into this the past couple of days and there is hardly any casting confirmed other than tamara morrison in uh
2: yeah
4: my mind just went blank i apologize about that but yeah there's there's not a whole lot of news there's some spoilery stuff but this thing is being kept under wraps uh, really pretty hard yeah
2: and and are we hearing any of the spoilery type stuff without giving anything away are we hearing that it it is right after mandalorian season two leading into mandalorian season three anything like that it's in that time space right there
4: in that time space but it looks from what i've in and again you got to take it with the grain of salt that we're gonna go back to empire and jedi
2: in this as well yeah wow there
4: was some reports i mean do you want me to tell you what i know because I mean, it's just spoilers i
2: mean so, if it's spoiler but not, I mean,
4: nothing's confirmed
2: the the disney the november 12th show is going to be background and and fill yeah. you know it filler information is this not going back to that this is something totally different now
4: yeah it's i don't know what we're going to see you know are we going to see a trailer are we going to see any information but it looks like one we're going to go back and see the people that have wronged them throughout uh The Empire Strikes Back time, which to me, as a longtime Star Wars fan, makes me think of Shadows the Empire. Oh, but you know we also have this book of Bounty Hunters or War of Bounty Hunters comic series that's going on, which is kind of along the same lines. So okay, will we see uh, what happens from the Sarlacc pit? How he got out.
2: Does anybody else think he's gonna, you're going to see him climb out? I'm putting my hand up. Does anybody? Yes? Yeah. We're going to see him climb out of the Sarlacc pit? Okay. Five out of six. Mass, you're not thinking we're going to see the climbing out of the Sarlacc pit after Jedi? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call him the best color man in the business for nothing, folks. Um, no, nah, I don't
3: think of that. Why, why would they?
2: Okay. No, it's just too easy, to right? Nobody wants to see that. Too easy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, okay, I'll go around the room. Mass, I'm going to start with you. Book of Boba Fett, you said Mandalorian brought you back to Star Wars. It's, it caught your attention, brought you that love again. Mm-hmm. What do you want to see in Book of Boba Fett, since it's closely related to that? Or is there anything? Are you just wide open, you'll take anything they throw your way?
3: I'm pretty wide open. I, I think, honestly, I think that you, you have to address that, really, about how he got out of there. <clears throat> you know, what happened to his armor you know, how, how that happened. But other than that, I'm just looking forward to it. I'd like to see, you know, her connection to why they teamed up. Ming-Na (laughs) Wen. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to, to a good story, to be honest with you.
2: Well, and I think going back to the question that was for Adam earlier, we Could see another blurred edge kind of storyline around Cobb Banth because he's the one in the novel that got the, the Boba Fett gear, he's wearing it in Mandalorian. But I think they'll probably fudge around that a little bit. Go ahead, mass, before I go back to Adam. I would
3: like to see that, uh, that whole Cad Bane uh showdown that they had. I'd like to see that try to address that. Yeah, yeah.
2: I feel like Cad Bane's going to show up in this. Does anybody else feel like Cad Bane's going to show up in this? Yeah. I'm seeing some head nods here. Mm -hmm. Adam, before I'll go to, I'll go to Nick and Dave in a minute, but what do you think, is there anything you want to see in the book of Boba Fett or any thoughts on it?
5: I want to see uh, Daniel Logan and I think we will. Um, Whether we see his face or not, I think he will play a part. He, you know, he could just be, you know, the, the younger, uh, the younger Boba acting out the scenes with, um, Tim Morrison doing the voice or, or we, we could get hit. We could get Daniel's voice too, you know, with the helmet on, but I hope they'll take the helmet off. I hope we'll see young Boba. I think we could see very well. See, um, Philoni's, uh, Cad Bane, you know, arc in a condensed much condensed form. Um, You know, maybe just a series of flashbacks or a few scenes or something from that. Um, But yeah, I, 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 you know, it's, I got, I was thinking the other day, you know, it's called Book of Boba Fett because I, I think it's going to be the memoirs of Boba Fett is what this is going to be. Mm. um it's not going to be you know just what happens after return of the jedi this is i think this is going to be boba fett's whole life this is going to fill in all the gaps Uh, you know maybe spend the last half you know after return of the jedi in the mandalorian area but i think it's going to fill in the whole thing
1: i love it i love it uh nick go ahead Adam I'm with you and I think especially this whole war of the bounty hunters uh comics that are coming out right now like there's the one where he you know takes his armor and dyes it jet black you know going into this like uh arena to go fight off gladiators like you know kind Mm. of like again I would love to see that kind of stuff in particular uh see kind of like I know people have speculated about like the Calarizian Chronicles like it's like you're kind of going back and you're seeing all these things I would love to see that. I think in some capacity, you're going to see the crime syndicates all come back through uh, in particular uh, Kira, who has been somebody who's come through the war of the bounty hunter series to a degree. Like I, I would love to see, uh, um, is it Amelia Clark? Is that who mm-hmm. it is? Oh, yeah. I would love to see her come back in some capacity and play a larger role. Uh, Cause I thought she was a great character that didn't, quite get flushed out enough in the solo movie for me
2: i i saw an article the other day before we get to dave i saw an article the other day that said for all you people that want mara jade back we might not get her but in place of her we might get a kick-ass take names kira doing some similar things cutting deals because on one of the comic covers it's her standing between vader and the Emperor. Amelia Clark has said she wants to come back, and Alpha, you're telling us there's no, there's no, you know, things out there about this. Really, man, what a great surprise that would be to have Amelia Clark come in and play Kira back in those retro Back to Empire and Jedi days, playing her role with the crime syndicates and all that stuff going on. That would be awesome. I well, don't think a, it takes place of Mara Jade, but I, I do think it, it'd be a cool story.
4: She's a big part of this comic book series. Yeah, yeah. So if we're flashing back to, you know, the Empire days, that, I think it's a real opportunity to see some of the original trilogy characters. You know, like I said, from the shadows, of the Empire, him trying to deliver Han Solo. So you got the classic bounty hunters. Now you have Kira involved in it and yeah. Luke and Leia were trying to get Han Solo back at the same time too. So.
2: Give me some Prince Zizor. Give me some, uh, Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Dave, how about you? Book of Boba Fett. As we finish up this topic,
0: uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think all you guys brought up a lot of uh, interesting points that I really haven't thought of. But like as you were talking, I was just kind of thinking uh, about like my vision of the show, and I, you know, Mandalorian uh, ended with Boba Fett sitting down at Jabba's palace and everything, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, maybe. Maybe this Boba Fett show might wrap up with, like, I I just had a vision of his last scene of him, like, watching Mando. Like, maybe it will go back that far where it's not like, oh, we're going to see what happens after he sits on the throne. Like you guys are saying, it's going to be a story of him. And maybe Mandalorian season three will be after that point that Boba Fett's involved in that type of way, you know? i think that storyline is going to i think it's going to end with him seeing manda that's like a prediction there
2: okay okay and and dave i'll tell you your your sound is coming through clear but you your picture is on freeze frame just in case you were seeing anything different am i the only one seeing that or is anybody else seeing that
0: it's am i moving out now
2: okay oh no it's all right i can hear you perfectly fine um, so I, you know what, guys, that I think we all have something to look forward to with Book of Boba Fett. Um, a question that I wanted to ask everybody that has been on my mind, Mando season three, can it work and be successful without Grogu in it? Oh yeah. And that yes. I was going to lead with you mass. Cause I know that was your show. So you think this show works no matter which way it goes. Grogu does not have to be a part of this episode of this season.
3: There was so many good characters that they brought in and there's just so many, so many more that they could use to bring in. And the, you know, I, I just, I don't think Favreau at this point can make a bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're all, I enjoyed every one of them. I mean, it, It's, I know you guys love the Clone Wars, but uh, am I still on? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, I know you guys love the Clone Wars, but to me, the Clone Wars, the ones that I really enjoyed that, uh, you know, I would watch again, they probably made up like a season. You know what I mean? There's like, I don't know, how many episodes are there? Like 60 some episodes of Clone Wars? Yeah. I, I mean, if you, if I'm watching the the baseball game right now I mean, oh if my it, if, <laughs> if you were you know if it was the if the clone wars was a hitter they'd be sent down to the minors because that average is not good <laughs>
1: you know what i mean whoa 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 whoa, 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 whoa,
2: whoa.
1: you get the clone wars chronicle host over yeah. here take it easy <laughs> i think that from a certain point of view that might be true
3: uh this is true
1: yeah you know, and I know, that's I know why we guys all- And that's why we all have our own
2: perspective. That's right. That's right. True, I appreciate you, Adam. Do you think, do you think, uh, you think we're in safe hands even with no Grogu in in possibly season three of Mando?
5: Yeah, I think we're in safe hands, but I think Grogu will have to come back, uh, by the last or second to last uh, episode of the season. So I think, I think most of the season is fine without him. Um, but I don't think the series would survive uh, without him, you know, long-term though. I don't, you know, there's a lot of speculation where whether is season three, the last season. Um, And it could be, uh, it could just be a three season show.
4: Um, So that's
5: remained to be seen.
4: Okay.
2: Uh, Alfie, how about you, Grogu? Then we'll go to Nick.
4: Oh, yeah, this season will be fine without Grogu. I mean, to me, this season is going to be like uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. You know, people, when you watch that movie and you say, okay, where's all the other Avengers at in this movie? Well, because if Thor shows up, then, you know, Bucky and Captain America can't have their one-on-one the whole movie. This is the war for Mandalore season, and Grogu does not fit into all-out war. So Favreau and Filoni had to safely move him to a spot where, you know, he's safe, secure for a little bit. And when this is over, they can go back and get him.
1: I like it, Nick. I was going to say, but you I do. I- oh, sorry, Adam, go for it.
5: Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to add an addendum. I think as far as this series is concerned with, this is probably the last we've seen of baby Grogu. I think they're going to do a uh, Groot uh, formula. We're going to see Grogu a little older uh, next time, a little more developed. Um, We might see this same baby Groot in one of the other series, like, uh, you know, maybe in Ahsoka, maybe Ahsoka will go visit Luke in baby Groot training. But I think in the Mandalorian, this is the last we'll see of baby Groot as we know him. I mean, baby Grogu. Grogu as we know him.
1: Go ahead, Nick. I like I that. will I will say though sure it'll last for a little while but like I gave my kid a bath tonight and the towel that I put on him was not a Mandalorian towel <laughs> it was a baby Yoda towel <laughs> yeah. so like the dollar yeah. rings in, right so like, yeah. you right. can say hey does the show go without it but like my wife who's not even really a Star Wars person will watch the Mandalorian with me because of baby Yoda I Thanks. think I think Grogu is the cash king and yeah. so I think they could do probably half a season reference him, but you better believe that he's showing up in season three in some capacity for just a sheer merchandising standpoint.
2: And, and what if he's what if he's at the end and he like <clears throat> like Adam has said, he spent time with Luke. he's now honed some of these things and he comes in and just like he did in season one where he had to last minute save Mando, he has to pull something out of his hat to do the same thing at the end of season three with a little bit more power. I don't know, just going out there, Dave.
0: I just had a vision of Mando being in trouble in like one of the most pivotal episodes and he's like about to be killed. And next thing you know, someone gets force choked and thrown off of him, And there's teenager baby Yoda, like walking in there. I'm like, <laughs> or oh to, my God.
1: To bring it full yeah. circle, all of a sudden from midair comes a lightsaber that has been dropped through the force <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a ability to drop things through the force and it's all come full circle in this episode
0: i i, I gotta admit i keep thinking i think joey might have brought it up on our 100th episode um if if grogu was going to speak the same way as yoda i i found that a, very interesting like uh, yeah I, I remember i'm like that that'll be interesting if he starts to talk to see if he he talks the same way as yoda
1: which because- can, I, can i jump in on that I don't think he will. Yeah, was it Joey or
0: one of you guys? Yeah, it was Joey. I forget. Joey brought it up.
1: I'm listening to the Out of the Shadows High Republic book right now on uh, like audiobook. Mm -hmm. And Yaddle is in that book, makes an appearance, does not talk like Yoda. Interesting. Talks in normal, coherent sentences. And it threw me when I first heard it because... In my mind, I've read the old comics where Yattle does talk like that, but that's Legends now. Yattle does not talk like Yoda.
2: Interesting. So, hey, real quick, Alpha, one second. Speaking of um, audiobooks, I'm, I am about 75% done with, um, with Heir to the Empire, the, the uh, Mark Thompson audiobook of that. And obviously, I've read it a number of times, but now is the first time listening to it. And um, he's doing a fantastic job with it. But I completely forgot that, um, what is it? Uh, Zygerian slavers that are in Clone Wars. Um, they were in, they were mentioned twice in this book from 1991. So you talk about piecemealing things together into future shows. They took Zygerian slavers, which we see in Clone Wars a number of times, and bumped him all the way out to Clone Wars after that. So I just thought it was really cool because I'm listening. I'm going, whoa, whoa, whoa. What year was this book? Holy crap. That's from 1991. So anyway, sorry to jump in there. But I, I think we've got some good stuff. Alfie, I think you had your hand up. Yeah. On that. Go ahead.
4: In all this season three talk, I think season three ends with King Mandalore, Dinjarin, delivering the ball to Grogu. And that will be the bottom of his lightsaber.
2: Wow! Look at that!
3: Wow! That's I'm digging that, Alfie. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
4: Yeah.
2: dude, that was some deep stuff right there. Where is your head at,
4: man? (laughs) I think about this stuff all the time. This is Um, what you do at work, isn't it? You don't. Pretty much. (laughs) Hey, you wear earplugs 12 hours a day to where you can't hear anybody else talk. Your mind just goes nonstop.
2: Hey, I'm going to hit us on a couple last topics because everybody's, it's late and I know everybody kind of had to go, but I want to hear some different things. Does anyone I've seen and heard other podcasts do this, talk about it? We stayed off of it, but is there anything to be said about Marsha Lucas and her comments that she brought up about, I mean, she did bring up things about the prequels years ago, but now the sequels that she's doing a book with somebody and talking about it. Anybody want to discuss that at all? Or we want to go down the negative rabbit hole with this at all. Any, any takers on this? Or can we just say Marsh Lucas spoke out against the sequels? Any? any I thought t- it was great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shock speak. <laughs> <shock kicked. laughs>
2: um, to go along with that, I've been trying to stay clear of negative things on Twitter, but I did see somebody post today a thing that says the Luke that we got and the Luke that we should have gotten. And it was a picture of old Luke drinking the green, green milk out of the boob or whatever. (laughs) And, and then the Luke, the Luke from Mandalorian with the green blade swiping through everything. And someone posted and said, you know, I love that my favorite character grew and changed and realized all this stuff and so many of his fans did not grow and change. And wow. I, I just felt like that was I felt like that was just trash <laughs> to say that. I mean, uh, yeah. I I don't remember who put it out there, and I'm not gonna promote them at all, but you know, um, name heroes fall, we get that, right? Right. But but to say that your fans haven't grown or matured or whatever, I mean, everything's dark now. I mean, think about it. For all the people who grew up, uh, Steve Glosson, for example, loves Superman. Superman is Steve Glosson. When he thinks about Superman, it's like, this is who I aspire to be. This is what people want to grow to be. And to, and it, but every writer wants to make him die or turn evil. or, Why? He's Superman, right? Or be broody. Yes. Or be broody. Right. I, I mean, I grew up with Adam West as Batman. Mm-hmm. I, while I enjoyed the Christopher Nolan series quite a bit, Every time I think of Batman, I think of Adam West in 1966, that series in that time. Mm. Uh, So Luke, for me, is it wrong that the six-year-old Joe Molinero and the 50-year-old Joe Molinero? I've grown, I've matured, I've changed. Ahsoka Tano is in one of my top five characters in Star Wars, right? Asajj Ventress and Hera Syndulla are in my top 10. I've changed. I've looked and said, look at these great new things that I accept and I, I bring in. Look at my damn shirt. I mean, it, you know, to say that Star, that people don't change and their hero changed and left them behind, I, I just felt like that was a real smack right in the face. Mm-hmm. So anybody want to comment on either one of those things? I'll go Alfie first and Matt.
4: <laughs> okay. I have no problem with old man Luke. It was fine. You know, it worked for the film. I get where people wanted, you know, the heir to the empire Luke, Legends Luke. We grew up wanting that. But, damn it, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Completely <laughs> lost it because well, I can't stop thinking so about my super So yeah. So you know what? It's so because you're old man. Oh, go I ahead. got it. <laughs> but it's like, to me, you know, they announced the sequels. Luke's coming back. Great. That's go- awesome. We're going to see him after all this time. It's the same as the Marvel series to me. This is just personal. Advertising the Punisher in all the series. But hey, guess what? As writers, we say, you know what? Nobody really wants to see the Punisher. How about after he's the Punisher? That would be a really interesting story. Is it? Yeah. yeah, but the whole time you watch it, you're thinking, when is he going to be the Punisher? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and that's yeah. what you see in the, you know, the sequel, Luke, is when is he going to be Luke Skywalker? We waited so long and it just didn't ever really materialize for me.
2: Mass, did you want to go before we go to anybody else? You had your hand Yeah, up. Uh,
3: that's bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the, the person that said that has to be a lot younger than we are. Because when you wait around 35 years to see your, your favorite character again, and the f- first thing you do is a, a total disappointment when he tosses that lightsaber over his shoulder. I mean, you, you just... You, and it's not, it was never about him being an old guy and being broken. That is perfectly, you know, acceptable. I mean, you almost expected it, but the way they went about showing him as that person was was horrible. And it had nothing to do with us growing or developing or anything. I mean, we've all done that. I mean, what happened to him was fine. It was just the, it's like, it's like that old episode of the Cosby show where they said, you know, <clears throat> you were present like you made a steak with all this, the dressings and everything and it looks perfect. And you serve it to me on a dirty ashtray. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, you're not eating that steak, man. It's not, it's not good.
1: Oh, Nick. Yeah. I think mass, I'm glad you brought up that point about it. Somebody, Who's younger? Here's reality. Like, why do we watch Star Wars? We don't watch Star Wars to get a real life representation of what people are. If anything, I believe you watch Star Wars because it's almost a it's like a compelling what could be. And so reality is like, I don't need to watch. Now, don't get me wrong, there's there's beauty in some of the sequel stuff, but at the same point, like I'm not inspired by watching a 60-year-old Luke who's having a midlife crisis who, you know, just mm-hmm. decides that I I'm cutting myself off of the force. I'm not doing it. I'm not saying that that's not realistic. Like the problem is it's almost too realistic, right? Like when you look at the world we're living in today, you see people that are caving on their beliefs. And why do we love Luke Skywalker? We love him because he's the hero that flies towards the death star that is way bigger than him and takes on this impossible task. And so to see this kind of beaten battered old man, I get why people are angry And so to say, well, you know, it's not shifting. I would say that that spits in the face of the whole genre because you go, no, the whole genre is based around this idea of hope. It's the generous so right? It's like rebellions are built on hope. It's like, it's, it's hoping in something bigger than what we would normally see. It's an escape to something else. So I get it where people say, well, it's more realistic that way. Cool. That's awesome. That has its day but at the same point to just say that the whole fan base hasn't grown because they were disappointed that they didn't see the shining character that they wanted it to be. I get, I get hung up on that.
2: Nope. I got a Dave, Dave or Adam, any thoughts on this crap hole I've took us down on here?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Well, we should probably explain to uh, people who are watching that the, the Marsha Lucas uh, quotes that got us started um the it's marcia lucas the ex-wife of george lucas who was um in 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 the editing and some of the reworking of dialogue uh, in a new hope uh the original star wars movie and she was um she contrib- contributed to um jonathan rinsler my uh my former editor um who just passed away uh from lucasfilm hmm. uh his book it's a it's a biography of uh, Howard Kazangian, who was involved in Star Wars and Indiana Jones and a lot of those old movies. And um, Marsha Lucas helped out on that. And she was asked uh, her thoughts on the sequel movies. And so she basically said that it was clear that Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams uh, didn't know didn't understand star wars that they just didn't get it uh after she watched uh, i think it was the force awakens um which i think was kind of uh jonathan rinsler's opinion as well um so yeah a lot of people have um gone off on that uh but you you can get the full quote in that book and she i think there's I haven't read the book, but I think she writes maybe a full chapter in there as well. I think there's a lengthy interview with her, which is quite interesting.
2: Well, yeah. And you know, we, first of all, uh, Jonathan Rinsler I, I, you know, we've, we've had so many passings, I believe recently that it's been yeah. tough to, to, to stay on top of it, but yes, just a guy who I've heard on so many podcasts and he's done such great work in the books he's written. Uh, the make, wasn't it the making of and kind of the behind the scenes stuff of the original trilogy? Right, Yeah. I mean, just everybody who talked about him just raved about how great of a person he was and how much he loved um, star Wars. So yes, uh, our thoughts and prayers with his family and you're right. It is all wrapped into that, that uh, Kazanjian uh, book that they were involved with. So um, yes, great context right there. Um, but you know, going with her, she, she did, I know in the past, make some negative statements about, the prequels and obviously she wasn't involved uh, with George making those. But then again, we have Mark Hamill saying the prequels, Hey, I like it. They took a risk. They took a challenge and they went, they had to go really in depth into some things. So, you know, it it is what it is, but, um, but I just, everybody was talking about it and I just thought, do we want to talk about it? But then of course I saw that Twitter, which made me very angry before the show, but go ahead, Dave, your thoughts on anything negative that I brought up tonight that I probably shouldn't have.
0: No I I mean I don't think it totally has to be negative I mean I actually went down a um, a, a pretty deep uh, wormhole on her on YouTube right around when those comments came out and I was uh, seeing stuff about how like they said when they were filming the movies if like the actors kind of wanted to they're like oh, I don't, I'm not sure if I like this I want to try this like they would go to her and, and she would tell George this is how we're doing it like they they said that she definitely had like a lot of you know, She had a lot of sway in what happened in the original trilogy, and I think she deserves to be able to have an opinion. I mean, I think she has the right to have an opinion. If that's her opinion, then so be it. I mean, I don't think she's totally wrong on what she said. I mean, I thought it was interesting how she brought up, like, come on, you killed Han Solo? Like, And it made me kind of look at it differently when she said that. I'm like, you know what? Like, maybe they did kind of kill Han Solo to give us that, like, you know, holy shit moment, but at the same time was it really worth it for what we got yeah. in the end, you know? Han Solo's dead because, you know, was Last Jedi and, you know, um, Rise of Skywalker, were they, or whatever, were they worth it uh, to kill Han Solo? I don't know. I'm question. so 50-50 when it comes to, like, here I am talking about this, wearing a shirt of Luke <laughs> the sequels, because, like-
1: It was a gift. You
0: know, those movies were the first times like I saw a star Wars movie walking out of theater where I'm like, I loved it, but I didn't. And I'm like, I remember (laughs) just like sitting in the car on the way home, just like, I'm like, I don't know how I feel right now. Like, Mm -hmm. especially after Last Jedi, like, yeah, I don't know. So long run, I know it's a toxic subject and Twitter it's like crazy. I love reading threads that I never get involved in because it's just funny to read them. But, um, you know, I think she deserved to have her opinion on it is how I'll finish that. She's allowed to say what she wants to say.
2: Nope, I agree. I agree. Alfie's got to head out. We'll we'll finish up here real quick. I, actually, you know what, Alfie, before you go, let, give me a closing thought. Anything you want to hit before you leave, before you got to go? Any Anything you want to hit on before we shut down episode 102?
4: Uh, real quick, the news today that broke, whether it's true or not, what do you think the possibility of Kenobi on May the 4th? That would be wonderful.
2: I, uh, we do a viewing party. I—that's a great way yes. to celebrate it.
4: Uh, I think if you really want to do this in, in your Disney, release the trailer May third, one day, show series May fourth,
1: break whoa. the internet. <laughs> it would do it too. You're right.
2: I love it. I love it. Disney break the Disney and Star Wars break the internet we're, we're all here for it. So Alfie, thanks. I know you got to go, man. Thanks all so right. much. See you. See you soon, see buddy. Yeah.
4: Uh, see you guys.
2: Nick, any, anything you want to hit on as we, we've been going for a little bit here. I don't want to keep you guys late tonight and I want to, we, we have other goofy silly things to go over, but not, not anything that's mind shattering. So anything um, that's on your mind before we break on uh number one Oh two here.
1: You know, not a ton. Adam, always super fun being on with you. Um, I, I will say this, Brent Dykman, if you're listening to it, been thinking about you guys a ton, praying for you guys. And I am itching for another Legions night. So yes. we need to figure out a time where we can all get together and play it again. I was literally getting ready this morning. and I was thinking, man, it is time to play Legions again. And I simultaneously loved it and was like, frick, I'm going to end up with this stuff in my basement. So Brent, <laughs> we need to get another night planned and on the books once everything settles down
2: that's let's, let's do this let's let's do it into the month or after halloween or something like that Let, let's do um let's do that um and and speaking of halloween we all have to question whether or not we're still going to go out and buy those new if we can find them the cheap masks at target or walmart and, and do a show around halloween with those on so good call there uh nick good call uh dave anything that uh, we didn't hit on tonight that you want to you want to cover before we before we break
0: yeah, um, like Nick said, Adam, it's cool to be on a show with you. I would love following you on Twitter. I think you're awesome. I think you're one of the most Thank interesting you. people in the world. So uh, <laughs> what you. I'm going to share <laughs> is I'm currently working on a Lego portrait Whoa. of Darth Maul. Oh, you can my. see, they are all little single pegs, oh, and I'm amazing. almost done.
1: That's amazing. So
0: you put them together in little... Uh, little section so it'll be nine sections but you you can choose all the pieces that come with it are either um it's you you have a choice between vader maul or um kylo ren so i've just been sitting here with a little (laughs) cupcake jar of little pegs (laughs) and you just sit there and go one by one and fill them all out they're little 16 by 16 squares so that
2: is awesome i'm enjoying
0: the hell out of doing it it's a little tedious but i'm enjoying it
2: for people listening cool. to our podcast, we do thank you, and we want you to keep doing it, and especially if you're in your car or somewhere where you need to be listening. But you do need to check out the YouTube because we bring up some, you know, besides the stuff that, that Dave's bringing up there, the great books behind uh, Adam right there. I mean, we, we've we got some great, you know, things. And well, you can buy those books from Adam, I'm sure, right there. Um, but, you know, we've got some great visual stuff here. And then we always like it because mass. Only has his head in the frame whenever we do a show. So that's always wonderful as well. Mass, one, it's been great to have you back on the show. I hope you get feeling better. And I know we're going to be getting together here in like a week or so for some get-togethers for some people and friends, 50th birthday parties and so forth. Um, anything you want to hit on Star Wars-wise or, or anything like that before we uh, shut down this episode?
3: Yeah, about a week ago, uh, for the first time, I saw Fanboys. Oh, and, and i enjoyed it it was really good right up until the end mm-hmm. when i and then it was probably one of the greatest movies i've ever seen in my life <laughs> kristen, kristen bell in the uh, princess leia slave outfit is mm-hmm. just absolutely outstanding on, Yeah, just wanted to bring that i'm sure that's sexist no
2: nope, but <laughs> you're fine you're an adult male Non-FCC <laughs> regulated show. You can say what you want, and uh, I would agree with you. That's a very cool, fun show. And seeing the end of that kind of makes me think of you walking into the Phantom Menace, like when you turn to your friend and go, "What if?" I just, I just think that's you, right there. Um, we do, we do need to all watch that again, and then do a a, a follow up and talk talk through that movie. So that is actually on one of my topics to do between episode 102 and episode 200. So be prepared that I might make force everyone to watch fanboys uh, because it's just, if you're a star Wars fan, you're going to love that movie. It's great. I, I need to figure out a way to talk to Cal Newman, who yes, he's on rebel force radio quite a bit. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm looking at Adam Bray right there. Cause he's the one with all the contacts he's got to get <laughs> Cal Newman on here with us. But Adam, I know yeah. we, we did a short show tonight, but it was important to me because of the technical difficulties on episode yeah. one hundred and one with you, I wanted to have you on just to, to, have, to see your smiling face and to hear your interesting views on things. Anything Star Wars related or other things related? Oh, somebody did ask a question. I'll ask you. In all yes. the books you've written, it was actually it was Dave Jones again at the mm-hmm. Dave N. Jones. He want to know your favorite Marvel villain or your favorite Star Wars villain that you've written about.
5: Yeah, the, uh, the Marvel villains, it's hard because there's so many of them. There's so many good ones. Um, you know, I really have a crush on, um, Kate, uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, so, you know, I love Hella hashtag hot for Hella. Um, get, get Steve, Steve glossin in trouble because he's the, he started that hashtag. Um, <laughs> and I don't think his wife likes um but uh you know I totally got the hots for Hella. So uh yeah, I'd put put her down. Uh for for Star Wars, you know, I love Darth Maul. He's 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 become so interesting, you know, with what Dave Filoni and Sam wentworth have done uh with them. So yeah, I'd say those two. Um there was one more question that I recall on Twitter. Oh, um, yes. that was which director would I like to do a Star Wars yes. thing that um has not done star wars yet and so i would say my friend kyle newman who did um uh the uh, fanboys uh, yes. I, I would love to see him um do uh, star wars and um what's great about him is just his his knowledge and his thoughtfulness um i i don't know anyone uh you know other than like uh like dave filoni who just has has it in his head um the right way the right way to do things um so i'd like to see him and i love it you know uh, you know a team effort of you know him and his friends you know FJ fj Desanto who's yep. You know, doing tra- the trans, been doing the transformers stuff, the new stuff, and you know Sam Whitwer and uh, Dave Collins and um, uh, uh what's his name? Um, having a brain fart. Um, artist uh in uh, the UK. That's um, Paul Bateman. Yeah, Paul Bateman. Yeah, Paul uh, Bateman I'm is good, great. Yeah, yeah, good friends with Paul Bateman. So sorry for. <laughs> well, you know you. what
2: they go they, yeah. i just sent a message to paul bateman yesterday and said paul if you'd ever like to be on the show we'd love to have you because we have mark newbold from england so oh, if you're okay. good friends with paul tell him yeah.
3: hey
2: i yeah. you know if you want to do a show with him bring him on tell him we'd love yeah. to have him so
5: absolutely yeah, uh, yeah. i love the work yeah.
2: he does so yeah. that's good that's i appreciate so, that yeah.
5: yeah so yeah i want to see them do a team effort uh it's about darn time you know, and, uh, uh, Kyle did a voice for, um, an unfinished episode. He was, a two is a tune tongue. The, um, the, 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 wackiest, um, uh, the wackiest driver in the pod race. Um, Oh really? Yeah. What's his name? The really weird one with like these, like Humpty Dumpty with, uh, Ben Quadraneros,
2: Ben Quadraneros. Yeah, Ben
5: Quadraneros. Yeah, what he, do I know uh, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle. Kyle did a voice for uh, one of those species. Um okay. I think it's like his. It's like a murder mystery or something, and uh, I don't know that someone related to this character gets murdered or something, and the Jedi's have to go, something like that. But yeah, so he's he's done some unproduced things. So, but yeah, get Kyle.
2: You got it. Well, for everybody who's listening, everybody who's watching um, at author Adam Bray at author Adam Bray, reach out to him. Uh, Adam, is there another way you'd like people to reach out to you about buying your books from you and getting things from you?
5: Uh, No. Uh, And and social media, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, it's at author Adam Bray. Uh, For books, you can also email me. It's Bray at worldsbydesign.com. I've got a book list at adambray.com. And uh, you can see my email written out there at the website as well.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, you are always a pleasure. You are somebody who we all enjoy following on Twitter, your knowledge of Star Wars and Marvel and all that stuff is just, you're so entertaining. And like I said, one of the most unique individuals I've ever met in my entire life. And I just can't wait for us to, to meet up sometime at a, at a convention or a signing or something like that. And and meet face to face instead of always over the internet. So thank you again for being on. Thank you for all the co-hosts. You guys were you guys rocked tonight. You guys did great topics, great comments. Even even Mass throwing out the BS the hammer that he did. It was fabulous. And um, I knew I wanted to get him riled up once. I going to get him riled up one time for the show. But hey, for all you listeners, followers, viewers, thank you so much. Episode one hundred and two, rule the galaxy. You guys. The reason we do it is because people like you actually listen and send messages to us and it means the world to us. Um, we're going to get some stickers made up. I'm working on some shirts. I've got some surprises. I'm working on that. So I'll, I'll get that out there as soon as I get those done. But, um, and, we'll, and we'll have some more new guests in the near future. So thank you for listening. Follow us at of the Galaxy SW on Twitter, RuleTheGalaxySW at gmail.com, the Galaxy on Facebook and on YouTube. And until next week, may the force be with you.